welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. I'm here with Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello. Tell me a little bit about Cuthbert, as in, tell me a little bit about the thinking that went on as you as you kind of put Cuthbert together. I mean, not literally. Now, I've got a particular path in mind for Cuthbert. Right. Uh, which I did a bit of research on. I thought, that sounds like fun. Are, you talk, are we talking about a crunchy rules Crunchy thing. rules thing. Okay. Um, so I, I, my first things first was to go, right, at this level I need to do this, at this level I need to do this, at this level I need to do this. And I've got that written down somewhere. Yeah, don't lose it. No. Because it doesn't sound like you can remember it. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. It's actually, it is in Hero Lab. It's one of my notes in Hero Lab. Right. So I then thought, well, we need a bit of a backstory. And so we had a chat about backstories. And then there was the whole, right, well, I need a character. And because we're recording things, there's got to be a bit more to him than we would normally do because we're normally very, how can I put it? We're at the other end of the spectrum. What are you saying those, here? Well, we are at the other end of the spectrum from those who do normal, not normal, who do role-playing with... You're articulating it so succinctly and cleanly. It's, it's... I do that. <laughs> I think what you might be saying is that there is a spectrum of approaches to role-playing and maybe you could, if you were to maybe oversimplify things, say that at one end of the spectrum was a kind of very role-play, character-driven way of playing and at the other end is basically a board game where you run around <laughs> and kill things. And we definitely are at that board, uh, killing things and taking their stuff. But we don't do as much background and we don't necessarily think about the characters to such a degree. No. For years, we've all tended to play the similar kind of characters. We, you know, I very, I don't think I've ever really played any kind of arcane uh, magic user. Haven't you? No, I've no, only I ever. You haven't, haven't you? I've played clerics, but other than clerics, I've yeah. tended to play rangers and clerics. fighters. What we I'd done before is go, right, well, he needs a background. He needs a place he's come from. He needs much more to be in tune with his age and his, and his background. So, you know, he's, he's a teenager. He hasn't done this before. He comes from, you know, that kind of domineering parents and grandmother kind of thing before. Wealthy so family. He, so yeah. he, it do, that does actually change the way I play him. Right. He is per perpetually terrified, but perpetually feeling in need of proving himself. Yes. Which is why he does kind of launch into things, but is not very good at it and all slightly nervous about so, it. So, I mean, just last episode, he rescued a kid. He rescued Mortlet Spenge, the, yes. uh, the runaway kid. Uh, okay, so and that, that kind of impetuous behaviour is, is part of his makeup, the way that you see him. Yes, and even down to, like, throwing ball bearings, because that's... Yeah. Well, it, it's, some, it's something another character I play probably wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, slightly impetuous, but at the same time, everything is new. Everything is scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. And occasionally terrifying, but at the same time driven to be in the front. He will go forward, whereas other characters tend to go the other way. He's a fighter, but he acts yes. a lot like a rogue and I mean, to the point where Johnny is convinced that you're running some kind of assassin character. That you're really? sort of, that, that, yeah, I think he's, he's very suspicious. Every time you do anything which is non-fightery, he's like, well, how do you know how to do that? Oh, how do you do? I think he thinks that something else is going on. Thieves, picks and tools might have kind of given Thieves, a few picks and tools away. made him annoyed. And stealth, uh, really good very stealth. Stealthy. Uh, yeah. There was something else you could do. Anyway, whatever. I think he's pretty much convinced himself that you're not being honest about what Cuthbert is. 
but hey. Well, Cuthbert's on a journey, and and He's maybe Cuthbert doesn't entirely know himself yet. But I, as a, as the I hate that player. Phrase. I hate that. You on hate that Cuthbert's on a journey. On a journey. I mean, He's on Jesus. a journey. He's on a he, journey. It's well, not. The, how would yeah. you describe it then? Uh, I think you can say that there's a plan. Yeah, you have a you have a plan for the character in terms of crunch. Yeah. Without the specifics, because clearly you can't recall them. And um, without opening up Hero Lab to remind yourself, what broadly was this idea about your, this progression? What are you going to do? Take different classes? Or yeah, well, he's going to go multi-class, which is again, it's something I've. Where are you going to really multi-class? Uh, I don't mean as in in my bedroom. Where... <laughs> <laughs> I don't wouldn't know about that. <laughs> Try and keep it to D and D. I mean, as in, at what stage, like what level are you thinking of starting to take levels of classes? Third level. Third level, okay. I think so. And have you got an idea about what that class might be? I think, I think it's a good, a good thing to keep to myself. Mm. Third level, it's like a signature level in D&D 5. Yes. Stuff happens at third level. Yeah. So if you, at third level, opt to take first level in another class, you'll be mm-hmm. foregoing some of the things that you get at third level in Fighter, which, if I recall correctly, is picking your, is it archetype? Yeah. So yeah. you will be not be making that choice and picking no. up whatever that is i will have maxed out on some things as fighter that i can max out on are you dipping as in is the fighter to get maximum hit points at first level the ability to to, to do second wind yes get a bit of fighting clout and then say goodbye to fighter forever or are you going to sort of maintain a balance between a couple of classes or whatever i think i'll say goodbye to fighter forever it's oh, very interesting okay that's enough. I don't want to know any more about that. Anyway, uh, now, what are we not meant to forget to say to our readers, a reader, Paul? A reader. We're going to implore our reader, please, yes. could you could you uh, subscribe on whichever podcast channel you wish to? Subscribe, rate and review in uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever it is you use. See if we can get up to double figures. Or just two people. Two people. See if we can get to our second reader. Um, and that's kind of it I think we will push on Uh, thanks Paul thank you Mike it was interesting to chat about Cuthbert and so without further ado we will get into episode 5 no 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 there's Noel Edmonds (laughs) I like that one and welcome back uh, we are hello hello um, playing D&D and I've got the usual guys with me I'm here with uh, Lucas hello Lucas yes hello sorry I know God and Dan evening Dan hello <laughs> hello Dan <laughs> Graham hello Graham good evening <laughs> good evening Graham <laughs> Uh, and oh, uh, Paul was dear, with us. Dear, dear. Yep. Hello. Johnny is with us with his 41 yeah, years of D&D experience. Hello. Where we left things, uh, our little gaggle of slightly shambolic adventurers had dropped down a sinkhole from a tomb. Uh, they'd opened up that sinkhole by playing around with the sarcophagus in the middle of the tomb. If you don't know what any of that means, then it's a little bit late for you. Uh, and they explored a level that they found under the tomb. While you were kind of uh, exploring downstairs, you heard a noise from upstairs, from back where you'd already been. It was the sound of uh, a small child being pursued by some outlaws. And Cuthbert Ouch Splinter, the fighter, clambered back up the sinkhole uh, and rescued the kid 
from kind of under the noses of these outlaws who, uh, as far as you are aware, are themselves unaware that you're anywhere nearby. Uh, one of those outlaws uh, you had seen peering down the sinkhole at you, holding a torch up. They can't see the bottom and they can't see you because you've doused all your lights. And at the same time as that, you surmise that these outlaws, these bandits, have discovered that you can turn the sarcophagus and trigger events. And it sounds like they have moved the sarcophagus, you think probably to the yellow passageway, and have summoned uh, the elevator. One other thing, you've been looking for lanterns. There's a missing lantern in the room upstairs. That missing lantern is the red lantern. And Cuthbert overheard two of these outlaws discussing the fact that the lanterns that are in that chamber resemble closely a lantern they've seen in the office of Sheriff Cubbins back in town. Perhaps your missing lantern can be acquired by raiding his office, trading for it. Goodness knows. What are you doing? We are going to climb up the sinkhole. What are you doing? Not while he's looking down. Why Get are we talking in German? Get to the chopper. <laughs> Do it! Yeah, um, I'm going to climb up and go over the top. Well, let's let's have okay. a plan, shall we? Should we try and have a battle plan? Oh, a plan! That would be yes. <laughs> While you're planning and organising yourself, obviously very quietly and without the benefit of any light to see each other. <laughs> With it like time handsy. <laughs> you think that these guys upstairs, there was JJ and Digger, were the two kind of wild men of the wood outlaws. And their JJ boss and called, Digger. JJ and Digger. And then there was their boss was uh, the infamous outlaw, uh, Madame Wodge of the Lodge. Yeah. Madame Wodge of the Lodge. <laughs> and they had with them some kind of pet... Knoll, uh, which they seem to be securing with a sort of a collar around its neck and a chain, and that's that's basically what you're dealing with. Isn't it called Edmonds? It, Noel Edmonds. Yeah. Noel Edmonds. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, is the guy still at the top of the shaft? You can't see his head silhouetted anymore. Maybe he's padded off to the others to find out what's gone on with this um, elevator being summoned. Right. Like in an elevator. So who's going up? Still and how are we going up? weird for that joke. What? Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> not Noel Edmonds, obviously, is much better. It's a banker, that one. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think I should go up first. Okay. Yeah. I'm guessing well, you just, first, me second. Can we have a plan? <laughs> that sounds like a plan. That sounds like the whole... Uh, that, that is yeah. a plan, isn't it? Well, more is of a plan. Have you ever come up with a more comprehensive plan than you first, me second? <laughs> How much weight will the rope take? Uh, you think you're pretty safe ground, but the, certainly with two people on it, and the python, and obviously, you know how well secured that is. Obviously, then you've got the other worry, which is that if they notice you, then somebody might just cut that rope. Yes, but I yeah. mean that's almost certainly not going to happen. Almost, <laughs> almost, <laughs> all of you on the rope in a long line right near the top. And then What's just the worst that can happen? My opportunity <laughs> to just plunge you all to your doom, landing on the kid at the bottom and <laughs> severing his spinal cord. What can go wrong? We still need somebody steadying off at the bottom because that will make the climbing easier. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy to steady the bottom. <laughs> it's extra. So these guys are, are distracted. You can hear kind of hear What is it? What's going on? Somebody go down and have a look. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to go. Madam Wodge is like, What if you go down and have a look? What if you must go down and have a look? Madam Wodge of the Lodge. Um, <laughs> she talks. Yeah. Well, Johnny, Johnny came up with the voice. Johnny, can you do Madam Wodge of the Lodge? Madam Wodge of the Lodge. Madam Wodge of the Lodge. Sorry, it's been a few years. Madam Wodge of the Lodge. Madam Wodge of the Lodge. Uh, anyway, so. Madam Wodge of the Lodge is, is like, Go in and have a look at the elevator. 
I'm not going down there. Are you mad? And you hear uh, either JJ or Digger go, I'll, 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 I'll have a look. I'll go and have a quick look. All right, so they're distracted, so let's go. Yeah, I'm going to go stealthily up the rope. I'd like to roll a stealth check, please. Yes, May, yes. So do it. Do it. Getting, oh my God. I hope the rest of it goes like that. I get 24, 19 on the dice. Okay, so you're as silent as mist. Does anybody else want to just follow straight on? Yes. Parker? Yes. Not too closely, mind you. You've got a slightly pointy head. It could be uncomfortable. Yeah, especially if Paul falls. <laughs> that would be more than uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say yeah. it'd be invasive. Why? What might happen? Well, one might be inserted into the other. It's a very quick way of multiclassing. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes would light up, I can tell you. <laughs> no, my eyes would light up. <laughs> yeah, certainly would. We would have seen through his belly button. <laughs> Anyway, we are not going to insert Parker up Cuthbert's digestive tract. Reverse <laughs> uh, gravity. There's other there's other games uh, where that happens. I'm sure. Shadowrun, for example. So, uh, Parker, following straight up. Do you want to make a stealth check? Sixteen, I think. Sixteen's sixteen's pretty decent. So you both stealth. I presume that you're keeping your heads below the level of the floor, so you're not peeking out, or are you? It's up to Cuthbert. I'm still coming up the rope behind him, actually. So you're, are you prairie-dogging out of the hole? Uh, it's a really horrible phrase. Are you uh, popping your head out of the top of the sinkhole, Cuthbert? Yeah, I'm just I'm popping my head up and taking okay. a quick look. Basically, you don't see very much. You can see into the room. You can see the sarcophagus in front of you. The noise is all coming to your from your right, which you know is the little passageway that leads down towards the yellow lantern. You can see torchlight coming in from out that passageway and the sound of, of, of sort of cautious voices, northern voices, the sound of the, the bandits, basically. Uh, can you give me a perception check? Uh, yeah, I can certainly give you a perception check. Two seconds. On my perception, I get an 11. Mm, okay. That's pretty much what you know. Who's following up behind, then? So those guys are at the top. Are you putting Are you putting three or four people on the rope at once? Three, I think, is the limit. Well, I don't mind going up, but I'm, I'm a halfling. I'm light, so... Oh, um, good point. Me and uh, my cousin Sessions could go up at the same time. Yeah. I'm not that light. A bit tubby. A bit portly. Well, let's have some stealth checks from these two halflings. Uh, stealth is plus three. Ooh. Yeah. Graham rolls a natural one. Natural <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, so you, Graham, you must surely drop something. A bell. Or you, sne- or you sneeze <laughs> or something like that. Or complain. Uh, uh, you're very, very fortunate because just at the very moment that you make that noise, you can hear, and Cuthbert can certainly hear, I'm just going to, I'm going to see what happens. And, <laughs> like, you hear what? it, and it's like, oh, what's going on? Thank you, stay inside and see what happens. Stay inside and see what happens. I think the doors are closing. Oh, hold up. Should I? You just stay in, you stay in there. You, start, you hear a bit of a, a rumble starts. There's a little bit of a rumble. Uh, you think the elevator is descending, clearly with one of these bandits in it. This okay. is, of course, true Blues Brothers style, because then you cut to us climbing up the rope. Well, yeah. The only thing we're not doing is going, hut, 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 hut. Yeah, we, <laughs> we cut to outside the tomb, and there are 35 police cars crashing into each other as they come up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this weird kind of music starts upstairs uh, sessions, and clearly they're so distracted by that that the fact that you sneezed seems to have been missed. So 
Cuthbert, what do you want to do? You're at the top. Cuthbert's going to um, kind of slide over on uh, to his belly, and if he's hunkered down low, can any of them see him? Can he see them? No, you can see. Um, uh, so you're in a you're in a circular chamber, as you know, with 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 yes. passages radiating off all around. The first passage, I think, to your right. So if you're uh, at six o'clock, the passageway mm-hmm. at uh, about four o'clock is where the light is coming from and the noise is coming from and there's nobody visible there. Give me another perception check. I'll give you another perception check. 19. Ah, okay. Well, that's a good perception check. And what you detect is that though you can hear the Modge of the Lodge and uh, uh, either Digger or JJ discuss that. I wonder, how, I wonder what's happened to him. I wonder where he's gone. I don't know. I mean, it's all very arcane and dangerous. I don't like this at all. Over that sound, you can hear a snuffling, like a canine snuffling, and that seems to be a lot closer. It's possible that Noel Edmonds is waiting just at the entrance to the yellow corridor, just tucked out of sight, sniffing the air. Okay. Well, I would like to stay out of sight. What I want to do is get into a hidden position where I can draw my weapons. You could kind of hunker along the wall to your left and work your way round into the next passageway along, or you could back down to the sinkhole again, and there you'd be completely shielded. No, I think what I'll do is, like you said, I'm going to hunker down, slide along the wall, um, and just nip round. Okay, give me a stealth check at advantage. Stealth check at advantage. My first roll gives me not very much. Of mm-hmm. a seven, and my second roll gives me gives me a nineteen. Okay, nineteen's great. Is it possible when we clamber out of the sinkhole, because there's the section of corridor? I assume that we can sort of, if we stay along the wall, and they, if they yeah. looked over in our direction, they wouldn't actually see us because we could. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Cuthbert wasn't given any any reason to pause until he got to the uh, to the end of the the green corridor when he was about to enter the main body of the room itself that's when he made his perception well, I mean I just follow Cuthbert basically so you you, you, you sellotape yourself to the wall and you smear your way round the other way following Cuthbert yes okay well uh, give me give me a uh, not a perception check give me a stealth check sorry okay 20 okay very nice so the two of you are very kind of ninja like working your way round <coughs> Uh, and while you're doing that, the two halflings clearly can follow up. Will do. Yeah. Um, can I get another couple of stealth checks from those two guys? Don't roll anything awful. Eleven. Oh, much better. Twenty-two. Twenty-two is very good. Uh, the eleven is not world-beating. Let me just see if anybody's oh, come up with I'm it. I'm not carrying any metal things, really. Well, apart okay. from daggers. I lie. <laughs> yeah, you got the. T- yeah, oh, but I'm not wearing any armor. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm just a. Small you almost guy. don't need to make a roll, is what you're saying. It's like yes, basically. Uh, okay, uh, and then let's pick up with. Um, we got the kid, and we've got Burple Herpish. Burple Herpish. What are you doing? Tell, I'm going to tell the kid mm-hmm. to wait at the bottom. Yes. Uh, and then I'm going to climb. Um, stealth check. Yeah, coming up. 21. Very nice. God, you're doing really well here. Who wants to do what? Um, <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> well, I'm going to have, have a climbing map whenever there's an opportunity. From my vantage point, are yes. there any uh, tunnels on the opposite side of the room that I can see that I can lob another ball bearing down? Yes, you could. Well, you can see from where you're standing, you're in the blue passageway. That's where you've slunk into in order to stay concealed. 
and yeah. you're looking back into the room. You can see the sarcophagus, which is actually pointing up the yellow passageway. And you could throw a, you could conceivably throw a ball bearing right across the room into the passage opposite you, which is the red passage, or yeah. or at an angle into the orange. You know, yeah, you you can definitely do it. I think I'm going to do that. Okay. I think I'm going to get a uh, ball bearing up the up the red passage. Family program. It was all just. <laughs> it all settled down. Roll to hit armor class ten. Roll to hit armor class ten. Twenty. Very <sighs> nice. Okay. Well, that's a success. Your ball bearing rattles down that corridor, uh, and it let's have people who are now aware of each other, as in the sense that there's things to be aware of. Don't worry, they don't know that you're there. And I think we should probably roll for initiative. Hey, hey. rolling. Right. Woo. Yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. Oops. Okay. So let's go round. Cuthbert, what'd you get? I got a massive 10. Oh, what? I got a 21. Parker got a 21. Uh, what did Sessions get? 13. Uh, and then, sorry, Grimbold. What did Grimbold get? Six. Six? Oh, dear. Well, you could at least sound a bit more enthusiastic about it. Nah. Uh, and then, for the purposes of completeness, what about uh, Burple Herpish? Four. Four. <laughs> okay. Enthusiastic enough for you? Burple Herpish can stand at the back and sing. Well, that's true. I can do stuff from there, but probably not very good stuff. So let's get started. Uh, and Parker on 21, you're first. What do you want to do? Okay. Well, I'd like to do something. Um, but you're not up yet. No, but it, nobody sounded like they're doing anything. We're waiting for Parker. Yeah, the way that the order works, uh, Johnny, is that we start with the person with the highest number and then we work our way down. <laughs> um, it didn't work like that back in his day. No. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, the minute I move, I basically then that's then they're going to... Yeah. So you might we, want to hold. are we going in? Are we? Is it attacker or do we... Um... I think my view is that we wait until they've gone past. It gives us a chance to actually move up and engage. Gone past where? Well, they're going to go down, possibly, theoretically, they're going to go down the red passage. They're going to go and investigate. So maybe stay out of sight. And then at least we can enter the room and we've got the others who are coming up the road. And at least there's a team of us rather than just a couple of us. Yeah, all right, well, I'll wait then. And we're waiting yeah, for Grimbold to do yeah. whatever his defensive spells are. So as soon as I see that you guys are basically here, then we can attack, right? You're going to get to the end of the green tunnel where it opens out, and then we're at the moment are at the edge of the blue tunnel near the skeleton, and then we're effectively all one move away, and then we can all charge in. Perhaps at this point, what we really need is a just a recap on all the tunnels and the lanterns and the state they're in. Hey, let's go round it again. No, no, no. <laughs> move on, move on. Nothing to see here. Do you want to do anything on 21? No, so I'm going to wait until I see that the other guys are ready. So, slow and inefficient. On 14, they act. As soon as that... So the ball bearing goes down the tunnel, makes a, a little rattling sound. You hear... <laughs> And the knoll darts out the passageway and starts heading down towards the red passageway in, looking for the noise and then gets brought up short 
on the chain that's attached to the collar around its neck. And it's going, <laughs> and you hear, What's the matter? What's the matter? And uh, the chain slackens off a bit as Madam Roger the Lodge emerges, and she is behind it, holding onto the chain, and is peering off towards the red passageway, and looks over her shoulder at whoever is behind her and says, Stay where you are. She has a scimitar in her hand, and in her other hand she's got a torch, which she's holding up high above her head. She's got a chance, uh, albeit a very slim chance, of spotting Parker there. Uh, she looks right at him and doesn't see him because you're, you know, in the dark and you're not speaking, so your eyes aren't lighting up. Next, it is Sessions Eper on 13. Um, yeah, I will disembark from the rope and hide in the corner. Okay, and then what about Cuthbert? What does Cuthbert want to do on 10? Um, I think what Cuthbert wants to do is wait. I'm going to wait until she moves on, and then I want to go and scurry okay. behind the sarcophagus. And so it's Grimbal. What does Grimbal want to do? Yes, I am going to move to the end of the tunnel. Okay. And I'm going to do a false life. Okay, fine. Uh, and then finally we have Purple Hepish. Well, I'm going to climb the rest of the rope, I guess. Time yeah, so you get to the top. Yeah. So it's now back to uh, Parker on 21. What do you want to do, Parker? Grimbold, are you going to now go and attack this woman? No, I'm waiting, just getting in position. Well, I guess we're just going to have to charge now, aren't we? You could shrink back against the, the northern wall of the bit that you're in to make sure that she couldn't see you if she was to look over. Yeah. Mark Cuthbert, are we going to go for it? Uh... Are we well, going to wait for her to stop and turn around and go back into the corridor and then sneaky over? Well, I was thinking, actually, I, I regret taking my pause because I was going to throw another ball bearing down the same corridor, but I'll do that in my round. Yeah, when the time comes. But you're you're coming up in a bit. Okay, so... well, I will shrink back against... I'm going to move back against... move up against the wall. Yeah, got it. Okay. And then right, it's... Let Cuthbert do his thing. And then it's Madame Wodge and the and the Knoll, and they uh, tentatively start working their way south. The Knoll is sniffing the air. She's following up, holding a torch aloft. They don't seem to have noticed you. Uh, and we move on to Sessions. Uh, I will advance to behind uh, uh, Grimbold. Take cover. Uh, and, hide. and then Cuthbert, you want to throw a ball bearing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this time. No, there's nothing... No, no, don't worry about it. I mean, there's a danger that she'll see this little flash of uh, a projectile in her torchlight heading down, and therefore you'll give yourself away, but there's not much you can do about that. No. Um, well, it's a tiny little thing. Uh, shall I... I think what I need to do is roll her to hit. Roll to hit armor class 10. Roll to hit armor class 10. 15. So I hit. Okay. Uh, well, that... Uh, I'm just going to make a quick roll for her. Does she see anything... Uh, she's clearly not looking in the right direction to catch the flight of the ball bearing through the torchlight. Uh, and the Knoll, uh, he, it, he, it reacts a little bit to that little flash of light, but it's, un, it's, it, it sort of goes, 
uh, and then the, it makes a nice clattering noise and she's like kind of her brow furrows and she sort of peers down the passageway and she looks like maybe it was just a noise now I think it wasn't just a noise and we'll move on to uh, Grimbold okay I'm going to uh, hide so let's stealth check I get an 18 I'm also naturally stealthy and small and uh, yeah very good yep that's it. Fast, efficient. Fast and efficient. Uh, Burple. Quiet. So I need, I need a ruling from you, Mike. Yep. Uh, before I do this, so I've got a spell called Heroism. It's first level spell. Um, and what it does, a willing creature you touch is imbued with bravery. Uh, until the spell ends, the creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points. This is the key bit I, I need a ruling on. And gains temporary hit points equal to your spellcasting ability modifier at the start of each of its turns. So it lasts for up to a minute. It's a concentration spell. Does that mean that you get, uh, in this case, it would be plus three hit points per round of the, of the minute that are cumulative? Do you see what I'm asking? Is it three per round? So three, then six, then nine, then twelve. No, it's not. No, but it refreshes. Why not? Because that's how I'm ruling it. Uh, I don't well, know. It lasts what, what, what duration is it? <laughs> uh, up to a minute concentration. Hmm. I mean, so when the spell ends, the target loses any remaining points. temporary hit points from this spell. I think what happens is that you get three extra. Is it? What's your, your three extra three, hit points? Yeah. Three. Uh, you burn through those conceivably in a round and then they get topped up again each round but I don't think if you don't burn them that you get another three and now you've got six and then you have nine I think that sounds a bit crazy because technically you could be getting 30 hit points uh, yeah. in the in the 10th round yes hmm. but but what are you going to do with it because then in the 11th round they've all gone well yeah but I think I think that it refreshes rather than uh, yeah. rather than accumulates yeah Okay. All right then. You know that's right. Groan. Uh, All right, so I'm going to. Well, I'm still going to do that spell, <laughs> but I wanted to know what I was getting before I did it. So I'm going to do that spell. I'll move up behind those guys. Okay. Uh, and that means that now we're back to Parker on twenty-one. So she's looking south, right? Yeah, she's looking at the red, the entrance to the red corridor. She's restricting the movement of the knoll in front of her because it's attached to her by a chain. She's got a torch held up in one hand, a scimitar in the other. So I guess now the thing to do would be to sneak round to the entrance to the yellow passage. It's a bold thing to do, but you could do that, yeah. We're opening up front, so aren't we? I mean, have you been counting people? Not really. There are four of them, and you can see the, the knoll and her. You presume that one of them has descended in this elevator and that leaves one more who you must therefore presume is also in the yellow passageway mm -hmm. well Cuthbert you're going to throw another are you going to throw no, another ball bearing any... I think we should go after Madame Modge she's hopefully going to go down there I think what we should do is all meet up in the middle as it kind of yeah, as we're all back. together go on let's fight and then we go and take I think we should take her out because she's the leader Right, but do you, are you saying that we should wait for her to move further down and then engage, or engage now? I don't know if it makes much difference. You're having a kind of whispered, frantic conversation. Yeah, you know, lots of fingers and 
Uh, okay. Commando style. <laughs> really? You're going, you're going commando with this. your fingers? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do it, get out of the way now before the fight starts. I, I hand to, I'm going to hand to I've got to go toe to toe. So I was hoping to get her further away so I could move up further and then be within striking distance. Yeah, well, my plan would have, would have been to move to behind the sarcophagus now. Yes, that's my plan. Get behind the sarcophagus. No, but that's my plan. Bloody hell. My plan, which belongs to me. Everybody's got the same plan. There's somebody in the yellow passageway looking out into the room. You've got to be careful about where you go. That's all I'm saying. But we can't avoid Well, that. they are going to be looking out. Yeah. So I reckon we should go to the south uh, east side of the sarcophagus where it's pointing to. Yeah. And then from there, mount an attack against Madam Watch. I think that's quite a long whispered conversation. Parker, what do you want to do? Yeah, I am going to do that. So you're going to sneak? Yes. So a sneak move move. Yes. I'm assuming you want a stealth check. Yeah, I think just to determine whether or not you make an absolute mess of this. Yes, which is probably going to happen. And on three, two, one. (laughs) (laughs) A five. And you make a complete mess <laughs> yes. of it. So you probably, yeah, you make a little bit of noise as you scurry. Let's just check and see if anybody uh, notices. Uh, and I'm afraid that you hear a shout from up the yellow corridor. You can see, you get a glimpse up the yellow corridor as you scutter. As you scutter? That's a just a made up word. As you scurry up to the sarcophagus <laughs> and you make a little bit of noise and digger. His head whips round and he peers out into the room. He's holding a torch above his head. Now you think that because of the lighting conditions, he can't yes. see you, but he shouts. He says, what's that? What's that? Uh, and let's move on to them. He darts out, holding his torch up. I think he's got a very good chance of seeing you. I'm going to roll. Uh, can you make a stealth check, please? Another one. Yeah, we, well, this is to see whether or not you're hiding. Hiding. That's more like it. 17. Okay, so he holds his torch up. He's peering at the sarcophagus. Uh, you're hunkered up against it in the shadows around it, and he doesn't see you. But he shouts, yes. What's that? I heard a noise. I heard a noise over here. And she uh, spins round yeah. and looks right at you, uh, or right uh, at the sarcophagus, and the knoll sort of goes, <laughs> and starts kind of uh, padding towards the sarcophagus. And now it is Session's Epa. Um I think I'm going to ready an action. I'm going to bless the group near me, but only once we're spotted because it will make noise. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you're readying a bless spell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you sort of very quietly. I'm getting all the stuff ready. Take your holy coin symbol thing out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and let's move on to Cuthbert, where things may now suddenly kick off a bit. Yeah, I'm thinking I've got to go and join Parker um, and it's kicking off, so let's go and do this. So I'm going to run. Weapons out. I'm not making any attempt to be stealthy. Right. Uh, he's Obviously, he has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> he's 16. He's like, oh, come on then. Oh, he's he's northern, is he, now? Let's have you. Well, you know. Oh, come on. When it comes to fighting, everybody's it's, Well, he's actually, I think he's got a bit, his voice yeah. hasn't properly broken yet. So, oh, oh, come on. That doesn't sound like his voice hasn't broken. That sounds like he's the elephant man. <laughs> uh, okay, so you pile up. Yeah, I'm going to pile up. 
to And actually... you're not making any attempt to be stealthy? No. Weapons out. I'm bringing it on. Combat mode. Fine. Well, they all see you, uh, and they all go, Aah! and all goes, <laughs> and it's time for Grimbold. What's that creature? Digger, the big fat um, oh, digger. That's it. outlaw came piling out. So you're, right. you're looking kind of straight at him. And he's okay. concentrating on Cuthbert. You've got milliseconds before he properly looks right, around. I'll shoot a fireball up his ass. Okay. Make your roll. Uh, right, so it's, it's plus five. Specifically so. targeting his ass, yeah. 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 So that's. So okay. do I need an extra, extra roll? Just as well as we don't have a brown passage recorded on this. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, so this is it. Yep. Yeah. Rolling an 18. An 18 is a hit. How much damage do you do? Uh, Firebolt does uh, 1d10. Okay. Oh, two points of damage. That's a bit of rubbish. Two points of damage. You're on fire. Two points of damage. And, uh, and then I'm going to... Uh, and then you're going to run away, aren't you? Well, something like that, yes. I'm just going to... Uh, I want to go behind... Everybody else. Purple Herpish. What? And I was going to bless you. Well, I'm still in range, aren't I? You're in range, but I can't see you anymore. Purple Herpish. It's your go on four. So, Purple Herpish. Well, I will do the bless spell anyhow with my readied action. Okay, so you trigger your readied action. That's fine. Bang. So, who gets selected? How many people can you affect? Uh, three characters of your choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, me. Yep. Uh, that one. Purple Herpish. And me. And... Cuthbert. Unfortunately, you're out of range, so it's going to have to be Grimbold. Ha ha ha! Oh, for God's sake, that's a waste. <laughs> what do I get? I just can't believe it. Smacking the chops. <sighs> you get a D to add a D4 to your attack rolls or saving throws. Yippee! He doesn't do any attack rolls. I know. Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, one waste, one so, wasted spell. So purple herpish by my calculation, yeah, can't quite get to him. Although the squares are slightly confusing me. Um, so we'll move to there instead, kind of sort of nonchalantly uh, dusting himself off. You know, it's just like, whoa, bloody hell! Oh, hello. Uh, we're, we're kind of um, preparing uh, to sing, isn't he? No, he's just he's basically trying to sort of confuse them. <laughs> is he like is he is he like the bard out of Asterix? Uh no. Uh well I suppose he could be. <laughs> yeah, could Getting be. cacophonics. Um I'm going to inspire courage in Thank you. Cuthbert. Yes. As a bonus action. And I will uh draw my sword, I suppose. Okay, busy round. Uh, yeah. Parker, what do you want to do? Go back to the top. Parker on twenty-one. Round four, I'm thinking. That's the second round of heroism. Uh, one round of heroism gone. What does Inspire Courage do again? Uh, it gives you a d6 to use on uh, on things. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, good. Once the creature within the next ten minutes, you can use it to uh, add the number roll to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. And you could do it after you've seen the roll, okay. but before you find out whether it's a successful failure. Pretty cool. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, so it's Parker. Yeah. Okay. So, just a bit of tactics. They go after directly after me, right? They most certainly. They go do. on fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I actually have ready in action. Nothing's happened since my round, right? Nothing's can happened I, since your can round. Can I attack something onto my round? Can I ready? Uh, uh, you move. You moved. I did a bonus action. I didn't use an action. So, oh uh, no. Well, I think re <clears throat> Graham. Too late now. How does that? I think you 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 ready an action, so you can't you. The action you that delay, you but yeah, you the action that you took is the thing happens. that you would ready. Okay, hopefully that's right. right. Yes, that is right. That's correct. That's a hundred percent correct. I know what I'm doing. It's that's correct. Uh, so you can't take anything. You can take a free action on. You can shout something, for example, or I don't know. Okay. No, I just dial something out. Ready to hit, hit the guy if he can run up to me. Okay, so right. I'm going to move. There's a move to dig out, and I'm going to wallop him. Okay, wallop away. So first, oh sorry, Graham. Uh, Dan can ready an action. It's his react. He you use the ready action to to enable your reaction to be an action. So the action is to ready, and then your reaction becomes your action. So you can't take a second reaction. Huh? Graham, you're absolutely right. I'm very sorry, Dan. Uh, sorry to interrupt your round, Parker. Uh, we can rewind a bit, but what did you want? To, you wanted to ready. Well, if, I'm uh, to if, he runs up, if that guy runs up, it makes no difference. If it makes no difference. Yeah, you've got a ready action to thump anything that runs up to you. Correct. Fine. Well, we could leave that as it is. Sorry about that. Uh, there's me sounding all confident. Uh, anyway, Parker, sorry, back to you. You're going to be doing some thumpage. Yes. Well, I unfortunately I rolled already before that happened so i assume that roll stands yeah it kind of does what did he get got it hits armor class 10. armor class 10 is not enough he's wearing leather armor you don't think he's yeah. like super difficult to hit but okay uh, 10 so is then my enough. my unarmed strike on him is a 17. 17 is a hit doing five points of damage Cinq points de damage sur la tête de la uh, oh he's not a monster so he literally gets a whack in the face Okay. Well, he's taken a little bit now. He's taken a bit from you and a bit from the firebolt, um, and it's now them. So he is annoyed with you. <laughs> oh, yes. And what he's going to do is he's going to go, you wanker! And he's going to have a thump at you with a, with his short sword. And he hits armor class 14. Oh, that's just a hit. Exactly. It's just a hit, okay. And that does uh, five points of damage. Ooh. And then because he hasn't moved, he's able to have another go, I'm afraid. Oh, no. Oh, yes. This is not Hitting well. only armor class 13. Ah, yes. Is that a miss? a miss? Okay. This is uh, a lucky miss. you. This is right. a very uh, lucky Madam, me, yes. Madam Wodger the Lodge uh, interacts with an object for free to unclip the chain that is fastening the knoll to her. Yeah? <laughs> and then she moves... She piles up towards Cuthbert, and I don't think she can make it. She can't quite get there. Yeah? And then the Knoll scampers. He gets up onto the sarcophagus, and he's kind of rearing above you, Cuthbert. Uh, what you can see is that he's now got... Uh, he's pulled a spear out from, uh, obviously, a kind of a strap on his back. And he's got that in one hand. He's missing the other hand. It's just a stump. Yeah? Uh, and he can't get to you either. And so we move on to Sessions Eeper. Okay, uh, Sessions, I will move just out so I can see uh, Parker. Yep. Gonna need a heal, uh, the bane of being first level. If he hits me again, I'm probably dead. Okay, uh, well, we'll deal with that next round. 
Because <laughs> he and I have to get right out to you. Um, yeah. But this round, I'm going to invoke the sound of the dying on that one attacking you. It oh, Toll the Dead or whatever it's toll called. Toll the Dead. Oh, yep. that's a good one. So it needs to make a uh, DC 12 uh, wisdom save. Okay, uh, it has a shot of that, and it makes that save, I'm afraid. Mm, the 15. Okay. Doesn't do anything then. Okay, uh, and now it's Cuthbert. Cuthbert's going to go and position himself, interposing her between him and the Knoll, and he's going to have his two attacks. The first attack is going to be with the rapier, and he's going to say, On guard! Yes. And he rolls a 12. 12 is a miss. She's wearing studded leather. Sorry, I should have done the D6 before you came in with that. Okay. Dan, does he have to say before about the D6, or can he add it on afterwards? Once he rolls the number, but before he knows the result. So. Oh, so, uh, no, I told him that he'd missed. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to then roll the short sword. Oh, well, that's a natural 20. Okay, that's a well, absolutely, that's a hit, that's a critical. That's a critical, so I'm going to do 2d8 plus 3. Oh, lovely. 14 points. That's 14 points of damage. Well, that's pretty serious. She doesn't like that at all. Come on, witch, have it. Come on, witch, have it. Yep. Old trace of northern accent gone. She goes, <laughs> I'm going to kill you, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I am Madam Watch of the Lodge. It's Grimbold's round. Right, Grimbold will go. Uh, move You've got you so walk. far back, you can't even see him. No, he's, I... he's... Grimbold is going to adjust his watch for his own time zone. I'm moving in front of uh, Sessions Eper, and I'm going to fire another firebolt. So the, the blast will add that to the damage or the. Um... No, it's attack rolls or saving throws. Attack rolls. Yeah, so, so the, the firebolt is an attack roll, so you get to add the d4 to that. Yeah. Right, do I roll before or after? The D4? No, you just always. You do it always. Okay, so this is my roll without the d4. So I roll there. Ooh, 24. That's going to hit anyway. And I do uh, 10 points of fire damage. Oh, well done. 10 points on, on Madam Wodge. Okay, well that... She doesn't look well at all. She looks last legs-ish, I have to say. I say, surrender. I never surrender. I am Madam Watch of the Lodge. <laughs> and it's Burple's round. Okay, so... I will, first of all, do Bardic Inspiration on Parker. Lovely. What does that give me? Uh, it's a D6 that you can use whenever you want on saving throws. Uh, I always forget. It's a gift voucher. It's a, basically it's a D6 gift voucher. Yeah, it's like it's like a shit present. It's a discount. <laughs> yeah, it's like I couldn't give you money, so I'm giving you this. Instead. So I have to elect to use it before I do the attack roll. Oh god! Oh yeah. my god! All right. So look, you can use it on <laughs> ability checks, <laughs> attack rolls. We did this last time. We did it five minutes ago. It's a D6. You can use it any time you like, as long as you don't know the result. So after you've rolled, you can roll right. to hit. And if you don't, if you think it's a miss, you can do, go, I'm going to use my Bardic Inspiration, which gives you an extra D6. Okay, so that's the first thing that I do as a bonus action. Yes. Then, basically, I'm going to move to right next to the guy. Yes. And I'm going to next smite to him. I'm going to smite Digger. Oh, okay. Oh, 
Well, I don't know. It's just not very friendly. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Well, whatever. You, just, you know, you just try to get away from it. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to smite him with this blow, hitting. Oh, I didn't believe it. It was all going so well until I tried to hit anything. So hitting armor class five. I suppose That's I'm not at advantage. Am I at advantage? No. Natural one. Yeah. Well, hitting. we're not playing fumbles. Okay. You missed. That's the important thing. That's not a, not the important. <laughs> Round five of our wonderful fight. Uh, we start with Parker. Parker, can you dig yourself out of the hole that you're in? I can try. So I'm going to womp him. Yes, womp away at digger. Yep. Yep. Let's see what happens. So before you say anything, I'm not going to say a word. Yeah. I'm not going to say a word. No, and I might make a noise, but it will be non-committal. <laughs> oh, I think you don't want to bother. Yeah, I don't think we don't want to bother with that. And then with the unarmed strike, <laughs> I don't think I want to bother with that either. Is that two ones? Two natty ones? Two ones. Two ones. I have, that's, that follows the one that I got. Three consecutive ones. Three ones in a row. What an absolute shit show. We're basically punching each other. I'm going to give up playing this game immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might get Two no choice. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> that, that decision may be taken out of your hands, Parker. Uh, yes. Okay, uh, which is ironic for a monk. Uh, it's them. It's Madame Watch of the Lodge. Madame Watch of the Lodge. I'm going to stab yeah. you now. Bring it on. She has a welly with her scimitar. She drops her torch and draws a dagger. It looks like she's going to get uh, a load of attacks on you, Cuthbert. Okay. I'm sorry to say. Here comes the first attack, which is the scimitar. Here it comes. Here it comes. Stabbing in your face. Uh, oh, fuck. No, she rolls a five. <laughs> Second attack with the scimitar. 18. <laughs> that hits. Yes, that's more like it. You take the following damage as allocated by the International Damage Commission. You take six points of slashing damage. Thank you so much. And then the dagger. A mere scratch. The dagger is not as uh, potent, but let's see what happens. She rolls uh, an eight. Miss. Uh, the knoll is a crazed nutter. And it is going to go for a random person. It's going to go one, two, Cuthbert, three, four, Burple Herfish, five, six, Parker. It goes for Parker. Dun, dun. <sighs> do you want an attack of opportunity, Cuthbert, on it as it runs past? Damn right I do. Yeah, kill it. Oh. What an absolute shit show. You could add your D6 if you have one. I could add my D6 to that. Do you wanna? How many times can I add this D6? Once. Once. No, I don't. You're not gonna add your D6. No. You never know now whether or not you could have saved Parker's little green life. Not with one attack, I couldn't. It goes and it attacks with its spear and it hits the following armor class. Uh, it hits the armor class of 12. No! Cock. For this. Fucking stupid. No fucking Edmonds. Rubbish. Yeah. Can't kill any. Right, moving on <laughs> to uh, Digger. He's got a choice of either Burple Herpy or Parker. He is going to go for one to three Burple Herpish, four to six Parker. Four to six Parker. <laughs> Parker. Oh, <laughs> oh, that Parker punch bag. <laughs> yeah. He hits armor class 
18. Oh, oh dear. Wow, wow, that is wow. another five points of damage. Plunk. Puts me on minus one. So you're down. I'm down. Down. Parker is down. Oh dear, oh dear. Down. Down. Uh, and down. now it is Sessions Eeper. Uh, Sessions Eeper. Um, I think Sessions is going to uh, toll the dying on uh, Madam Wodge of the Lodge. Madam Wodge of the Lodge? Madam Wodge of the Lodge. Uh, what's the saving throw? We'll save DC 12. She rolls a 19, I'm afraid. <sighs> she goes... You're not going to get me with your new big pal. And now it's Cuthbert. Can Cuthbert roll higher Cuthbert. than one? Can Cuthbert roll higher than one? Finish he's going to attack. Kill oh, he's going to take his d6 to add to that. Slay her with your Ooh. sword. So that becomes a 17. 17 is a hit, and it would have been a miss. That was a very wise decision. So he's going to do this plus three, doing nine points of damage on her in the first attack. Nine points of damage. Doing nine points of damage. You skewer her through the throat. She goes, I didn't think I was going to get stabbed in the throat. Uh, and dies. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> she was going to be a brilliant kind of... Anyway, whatever. You've just fucked her up. It's just a fucking disaster, this. Right. Uh, and then I get a move. Yeah. And I get another attack. Against Digger? No, the Noll. Noll. Hitting armor class 21. Fuck. I mean, yes, that's correct. That's enough. And he does uh, 5 plus 3, 8 points of damage. Noll Edmonds looks unhappy. That's my round. Uh, Well, that was an incredibly successful round. Grimbold? Grimbold is going to fire another firebolt at the this time at the null and he's going to roll this a seven and i'm going to roll my extra 1d4 so that's 10 is that a hit 10 is a miss no 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 is it mm. and then i'm going to move back to a safe distance <laughs> retreating slightly <laughs> <laughs> because let's face it folks I'm a sorcerer not a fighter and my firebolt has a range of 120 <laughs> feet so why should I put myself in danger okay purple happy alright so I have a decision to make here I've got one spell left yep that spell is either a uh, dissonant whispers yeah which basically does 3d6 and a fear so wisdom saving throw how can you do all this as a first level bard just it's just it's just skill and technique no fair just relax with other people's uh, greatness i could do that and basically cause like uh, the older guy what's his name to run away mm-hmm. 3d6 and he has to run away Grimbold is like that person you, you know like I had some really good news uh, today by the way I got that promotion I was after and he goes oh yeah good great that's great news <laughs> no but the other thing I can do is a cure light wounds oh well uh, Parker's got a death saving throw coming up as the very next mm. thing this is first one right yeah this is first one yeah yeah he's fine unless he rolls a one <laughs> how's the null looking I could also hit something. I would. I would hit something. Yeah. You think? You think? Yeah, I, should hit I would hit something. Take out the guns. Yeah. All right. I, I do spend dying on parking next round. The Knoll and Digger yeah. look about equally injured, and they look equally strong. Get the Knoll. 
Yeah, let's take out the guns. So on the knoll then, persuaded to uh, to take my attack. Another one. Another one. On Another the... one. Unbelievable. <laughs> I told you I shouldn't do that. Parker, don't roll a one. Parker, it's your first death saving throw. Uh, so two ones. Run away! I'm going to roll the one d. Can I roll my one d six as well, or is that not something no. I can do anymore? Oh, I'm... Uh, ooh, that's a good it's question. A saving throw. It's a saving throw. I don't think so. It's a death saving throw. Yeah, I don't think you can add anything to it. No, you can't add anything to it. All right, fair enough. Uh, death saves. Here we go. Ah, oh, yes. It. One Makes success. it just the skin of his yeah. eyes. Uh, and now it is the Knoll was going to decide whether or not. Well, Parker's down, so the Knoll is going to go for Cuthbert. Parker's down. He's Parker's down, man. He's down, Parker's man. down. So it's, it's basically it's Parker Knoll. As usual. Or Burple. Parker Knoll. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I think it. Or purple. <laughs> right, the knoll is going to have. Is the knoll not going to be demoralised because its owner's just been cured? Uh, that's not the worst question I've ever heard. No, it's not. It's going yeah. to go for. Or purple. Free now. Or purple. It could go for purple. <laughs> okay, one yeah, to three. He's the bigger threat. He's just hit it. One to three, it goes for purple herbish. Four to six, it goes for Cuthbert. It goes for oh. Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Yes. Fucker. <laughs> I suppose if it's Parker Knoll, you could say it's a bit unseated, but I don't know whether that joke's not too far. That's awful. I mean, it doesn't really work yeah, either. Yeah, I mean, that nobody would say it's un nobody would say anything about things being unseated. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to ca couch it in terms that you'll understand. <laughs> the Knoll will go for Cuthbert, and it will almost certainly hit him. I'm saying that this is this is bad. It's going with the spear, and it hits the following armor class. It hits the armor... Uh, 13? Miss! Cock! Okay. And then uh, Digger is going to go for Burple Herbie. Oh. Well, I mean, he's got nobody else to go for. Uh, and he is... He's going for Parker. He's still... He's, well, <laughs> just stamps on Parker's <laughs> funny little head. 18. Armor class 18, I'm afraid that's... Uh, that's yeah. Yeah, so then it's five hit. points of damage as recognised by the International Damage Council. And now it is Sessions Eeper. Yes. Um, God, struggle to... Oh, I suppose. Quite like the idea of Sessions being like that. I mean, if we have to. We have to. If I have to move, he'll uh, sneak up down the wall to spare the dying on Parker. Yes. And... A good use of a round. That's what he'll do. Mike. Yes. Uh, with concentration spells, mm. you have to do something when you're hit, right? You do. You have to make a concentrate. Oh, God, here we it's go. Ten or half the damage, whichever is higher. What, is it 10 plus half the damage? 10 or half the damage. Oh, so it says damage. DC 10, 10. What? what save? Cons uh, you roll a d20 and you add your spellcasting ability? I don't remember. Oh, cock. We'll look it up. Let's look it up. That's what D&D's all about. Always makes great radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's he going to be? Anybody any idea? Uh, uh, spells. 
Spell casting. I've got spell casting here. Here we go. What yeah. is a spell? Oh, this is the stuff I should be reading before we play, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> casting okay. a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Range, components, blah, blah, blah. Duration. No, no, no. Concentration. Whenever you take damage while you're concentrating on a spell, you must make a constitution saving throw to maintain your concentration. The DC equals 10 or half the damage you take, so 10. So you're on D20, add your constitution modifier. D20 is a constitution saving throw. Yeah, so you're making your, you're adding a con modifier to the roll. You could have proficiency, I guess, depending on your class. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I do. You don't? Okay. All right, so I need a 10 on this roll. Uh, <laughs> I've got... Okay, so that's... Oh, Can you so try and roll another five? <laughs> Four. <laughs> so I've lost the spell. You've lost yep. the spell. It's it's fallen down the back of the sofa. Uh, that's not good. Okay, well, thank you for being so honest, though. Um, uh, and there's a special way that I reward that, uh, that kind of behavior. <laughs> Another monster. The lift arrives at the top, and then yeah. he's actually got all his pals with him. Disgorges Beezlebub and his minions. <laughs> right. Sessions has done that. It's now the shining star of our party, the utterly hopeless <laughs> Cuthbert. Uh, okay, so he's going to do his two attacks. The first attack on the knoll. Oh, 24. Mm, yes. Yes, doing 11 points of damage. Uh, the knoll looks deeply unwell, but it's still alive. And then he's got his second attack, hitting oh, armor class uh, 10. Okay. Does the bless affect saving throws? It does. It's saving throws. Deep yeah, but four. I rolled a four anyway. <laughs> Remembering to add it onto your attacks as well. Yeah, no, I forgot that. But I've been rolling one, so it hasn't really made a <laughs> No, absolutely no difference. Bless in the very loosest sense. Okay, so uh, it's that was Cuthbert. Now it is 41 years of experience from a very long way away. And the knoll's looking very weak, isn't it? <laughs> it's looking pretty weak. I'm going to fire another firebolt at it. Oh, come on. 11. Ah, 11. 11 is not enough to hit the null. So, purple heavy. All right, I don't have much choice. I'm going to use my spell on the guy in front of me. This is Digger you're talking about. Digger the outlaw. Who's the one that's gone down in the lift? JJ. JJ. So Digger, Yeah. wisdom saving throw. No, he fucks it up. No, he rolls a six. Okay, so first thing that happens is he takes some damage. He takes the following damage. Ten points of damage. Oof. Ten points of psychic damage. Doesn't like that at all. And must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. Nice. Yes, I mean, it does. Uh, so it's going to run away from you. He's going to run south, back towards the exit. And you get an attack of opportunity? Oh, I guess I do. Excellent. Yes. It gets better, I hadn't thought of that. Um, so I need this thing over here. I'm going to roll my attack with my longsword, getting not a one, getting a 20. Bloody hell, you only had two hit points left. Okay, I mean, as he's running away from you, you just sink your longsword into his back and it spears out the other side, sticks out through his chest and he falls off your longsword to the floor, dead. Massively successful round from Purple. Uh, Parker, you are down. You're not making death saving throws, but you're not doing anything. So you're just lying there like a pudding. As usual. Story of my life. Uh, all we've got left is the Knoll. Crazed with anger, it lashes out at one of the three people that it can attack. It will go for 1-2 Cuthbert, 3-4 Burple, 5-6 Sessions Eeper. The first time, I think, in the whole adventure, the Sessions Eeper has even been under the threat, but he doesn't. It's purple. 
Okay. Oh. Purple. It has a pop at purple. About and time. It hits armor class 23. Oh dear. And so purple takes uh, yep. five points of piercing damage. Five points of piercing damage. Oh. Yep. And now it's session zipper. Uh, I'm going to um, tool the dying on the knoll. Can it make a wisdom save DC 12? It oh, rolls a seven, then I don't think that's going to be enough. Let me just absolutely check. That's not enough. How much damage is that? Uh, it's wounded, yeah? Yeah, very. Ooh, very. It's, it's D12. 11 points of damage. It just collapses. It hears the sound. Yeah, it collects the psychic damage, just just goes. And uh, is dead. Nice. And you have successfully killed three things. That was pretty tough, guys. That was actually pretty tough. Yeah, that was really good. And, and, And it was wise to wait for the elevator to go down and not have to handle four people. Loot the bodies. I want to search Madame Bodge. We need to polish off this. So, so at some point he's going to come back up again. So we need to be ready for that. We also need to get the kid up. Um, so let's start by searching the body. I want to search Madam Yeah, start getting important stuff out of the way. Yeah. Okay, so the knoll has got a spear on it, a standard spear. Other than that, it's got nothing. Somebody okay. going to heal me? I'll heal you with my other spell. You're going to roll it? And I'm going to let you roll it. D8 plus, uh, plus two. Six. Oh, that's acceptable. Average. Could be worse. That was fun. Yeah, that was good combat. We did well. Sort of fun. Madam Wodge. The look. Uh, there's not massively exciting stuff going on here. Madam Wodge has got a scimitar. She has a dagger. She has a suit of studded leather. She's got some bits of kind of dried meat and stuff in a little bag. She's obviously been living off the land and not very successfully by the looks of her. She looks a little bit um, scrawny. Scrawny, yeah. And there's a few coppers, but there's nothing. Maybe whatever she had on her when she fled town. Uh, Digger has got a short sword. He's got a heavy crossbow, which he never got an opportunity to use. Uh, He's wearing leather armor. Again, he's got some bits and bobs of kind of trail rationy well not even that like biltongy kind of stuff like mm-hmm. dried bits of bits of stuff and maybe these maybe they've maybe they've killed a sheep up in the hills and kind of dried or sort of uh smoked the uh the meat and the knoll's got you know nothing the knoll's just a sort of raggedy little piece of rubbish can i have the studded leather anyone else want it i might do do any of these things look like they have special um quality no they all look like standard stuff and it's all quite kind of weather beaten and uh none of them has has had a wash in six months i i've already got studied leather so i don't need um what's what else are you going to do well so we've got to go and call the boy and tell him to to tie the rope around his waist and we'll pull him up yes okay Yeah. yeah yeah he's absurdly grateful and when he sees the dead bodies he just looks at you with kind of admiration he just looks like i thought i was a goner you think you're probably going to get a free meal at the Rusty Bucket when he tells his story. Can we... Um... Let's pull the bodies out of the way so they're not visible. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. drop them down. Mm-hmm. We, could, we could get, well, from him. When he comes back at... Well, I was thinking when the final guy comes up. Yeah, so we could push up, we could drop him down the hole. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. The hole we've climbed down or the hole he's travelled down? The hole we've climbed down. The hole we've... Oh, we came up. Yeah, sure. Green lantern. Maybe I think we'll just lay them out a little bit, you know, sort of. I think we need the last lantern. 
Yeah, I yeah. think we should. And the last lantern yeah. is in town. Yes, I do. I think we need to go off and get the last lantern. If we go now, we'll go before he gets up. He won't even know it's us. Exactly. exactly. So uh, we're going to leave. We take a short rest. Mm. But surely if we take a short rest, there's a chance that he'll come back it's up. An hour. Injury, it's not a short rest, an hour. Short rest yeah. is an hour. But you don't have to take the short rest here. No. Yeah. Let's go back to town and take yeah, a rest. Let's go yes. back to town and before take a rest. Going to town. Just before we go, um, on the way out, I'm going to pick up more of that obsidian. You're going to gather as much of it as you can. Yeah. From the little apparatus. Okay. Yeah. And you've got your little brass rubbings, your sketches of the glyphs and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So you head out. We head with out. With the boy. It's yes, been. It's been snowing. Uh, <laughs> snow covers the ground. It's freezing cold. Your horses are still there, uh, and you're able to get onto the company road, which is the name of the road that comes back out from all these little old mining uh, uh, encampments and, and kind of mine heads, and head back to town. And as you uh, start your journey, you gain second level. Wee! And I think that we should leave things there. Uh, thanks for playing. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. That's good. It's been a joy. The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Whispering Can and The Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Whispering Can was written by Eric Mona. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.